Welcome back, everyone. J-Bone here for Smash This Podcast. Doing this on a Friday night. Friday night? Yeah, I know. I'm I'm a little late on the whole AEW review thing. Normally, I do this on a Wednesday immediately following the show. But I wasn't exactly home Wednesday night. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know where I was. I was somewhere south of the border at Lou Molnati's. Just uh, north of Chicago. Getting some deep dish pizza with a good old buddy of mine from um, T&I. Good old Trent. (laughs) No, I was not in jail, Bell's Boy. No. Getting some deep dish pizza at Lou Malnati's with Trent and Dr. Ross. I'm using my quote fingers for those listening audibly. If you watch Impact Wrestling, you know who Dr. Ross is. So, that's where I was. And last night, I was just, I just wasn't in the mood. I, I just wasn't in the mood. I just was was tired. I think I, I put myself in a pizza food coma, and it lasted all day yesterday. It's honestly what I think happened to me. So, we're doing this tonight. <clears throat> By the way, if you do... Uh, have a Lou Malnati's around you, uh, go get yourself some good deep dish pizza. It's different from Giordano's that I had two years ago in the Chicago area when um, I went to, was it Bound for Glory? Bound for Glory when when uh, Impact hit Chicago. <clears throat> so, um, Jeff says, J-Bone, I got some questions about the QT turn. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll get into all that, but, uh, we're going to talk a few, we're going to talk about a few news items first before we jump into, uh, the AEW Dynamite review. There's a few things that popped up that caught my eye that uh, that I want to address. I certainly could have done a separate show on it, but with the holiday coming up, uh, I'm just throwing it all on here. We got company coming tomorrow, so this is going to be the last show of the week. I might do something Sunday. We'll see. <clears throat> we'll, we'll see what I feel like, but for now, uh, let's let's dive into some J-Bone news, shall we? Jiminy Christmas! And now, J-Bone's News! Sit down, relax, grab your popcorn. Let's do this. Searching for my fake wrestling news. Boy, that guy's got to come up with a, a, a better segue to, to, to get into the J-Bone news, doesn't he? All right. So, 
few items on the agenda tonight. Um, I know this was a big thing with uh, Impact Wrestling fans seeing the fake wrestling news that came out earlier about the uh, the uh, viewership numbers. Uh, it was quite the error that got reported and all oh, the people just jumped all over this. They just they couldn't wait to sink their teeth into this. Uh, so, so the viewership last week uh, had dipped. Uh, it was, uh, was, what is it? 116k. Um, but now uh, here's, they've gone back up quite a bit, hitting almost 150k uh, this week. So, uh, yeah, because it was originally uh, reported that they drew uh, like like 30,000 viewers. I was like, come on, come on. You know, and all these people sharing this news with me, it's like, dude, just... Do you really think that their viewership... Oh, granted, they don't get the most viewers in the world. By any means, we understand that. But come on, to dip down like a hundred thousand viewers, it's like, come on, let's let's be realistic here, you know. And I don't know who originally reported that. I'm not gonna blame anyone in particular. I I don't know, but um, man, just. <laughs> Exactly, critical state. Yeah, don't believe you read, don't believe anything you read on the internet. It was just hilarious. So, yeah, it was nice to see that the uh, Impact Wrestling viewership was up. Um, so what's uh, what's nice to see is the uh, well, the action certainly is uh, gonna continue to get crazier with this uh change in um time slots excuse me wow it's just rough week folks rough week you know the food coma just continues uh so it'll be interesting to see what they pick up thursday and they're kicking it off with a pretty big match too you got uh eddie edwards uh willie mack and rich swan versus the good brothers and kenny omega making his debut on impact wrestling television now now i know he wrestled before on a pay-per-view but that was a pay-per-view this is on television um and they got quite the week ahead of them because the night before the night before now of course it's all taped but you know we try to keep it keep it a little real here so the night before, Mox and the Young Bucks are taking on the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. So <laughs> the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega have quite the week ahead of them. Um, no slacking on anybody's part there. So um, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, those two nights back-to-back now, now that it's Wednesday and then Impact Wrestling Thursday. So, um, yeah, I can't wait. 
It's, uh, I mean, it's going to feel a little different, but honestly, it's like, ah, it's just, just a different show on another night. You know, it's, it is what it is. So, um, <laughs> so I'm just reading the chat. You guys crack me up. So, um, Mark says should be the Bucks and Swan. Well, I'm sure that could happen in the future. Let's let's take some baby steps here. You know, this this has been in, an interesting last several months. Um so So yeah, um great to see that the viewership uh real the real numbers came through. So now um okay, ch- switching gears here. It looks now. This isn't verified or anything, but and I know some fans, uh, depending what brand you support the most, have been waiting for this guy to kind of find a new home. Uh, but I, I think after the first of the year, he was a free agent. I'm not sure exactly on the date, but Davy Boy Smith Jr. looks like. Uh, he might be on his way back to the WWE. And uh, it's it's expected that he might be a part of the UK brand. So uh, as opposed to NXT, which is interesting. But you know what? That UK brand really does need, they need some, some kind of star power. And uh, I feel, I, I really honestly think that Davey Boy Smith, I mean, is that something that's going to like completely blow the viewership through the roof? I, you know, it's, it's on the network. So you, you never really know how many views these shows are getting. It's not on the USA network. It's not anywhere else that I can see. Um, But it, it certainly might bring some more eyes to the uh <laughs> might bring some more eyes to uh the forefront of the show. So uh Davey Boy Smith on his way back to the WWE, probably with the UK brand of NXT UK. Not confirmed, not confirmed, but um I, I tell you, you know, that that uh that UK brand does need some uh some new fresh blood in it you know so so we'll see we'll see yeah charles says impact on thursdays just like old times that's right that's right and <laughs> critical stink says biz Cliss versus the world right right uh they really uh they they got their uh work cut out for them lately they really do um now, this one, this last piece of news before we jump into AEW Dynamite. Um, <laughs> I think Styles is ahead of me here. What's up, Styles? Styles says, I'm so ready for AEW on the Peacock Network. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. I do not think that's happening, but I, I, uh, you, uh, you, you did guess it correctly. We are going to talk about the announcement 
Now, I, I think a lot of people thought this was an April Fool's joke when the, the hints started dropping out there. And, uh, and I'll be honest, I can't wait to see this. I'm pretty stoked about this. I'm, I'm a lot more excited lately about the specials and stuff and like the Hall of Fame, whatever, you know, stuff that's happening on the Peacock as opposed to the weekly programming. I will say that. But the next guest on Stone Cold's um, uh, Broken Skull Sessions, sorry, I forgot the name of the show for a second there, premiering Sunday, April 11th on the Peacock and on the uh, WWE Network, everywhere else that it's you know not in the U.S. No fool around here, they said. Chris... Jericho. Chris Jericho is going to join Stone Cold Steve Austin on the Broken Skull Sessions on the WWE Network on Peacock. This is crazy. I'm not going to assume either way what is going to be discussed, but you know, and the the conversation here. This is this is really, really funny. For for what I heard is, um, so Chris Jericho watched an episode of uh, the Broken Skull Sessions and uh, texted Stone Cold and said, "Hey, you know, I I think we could have a pretty good uh pretty good conversation on there too." Or so he said something like that. So uh, Stone Cold, and he's drinking a brewski, and he texted old Vinnie Mac and said, uh, hey, I'd like to have Chris Jericho on there. What do you think about that? And he said, he said, book it. And uh, he, he was like, um, he was not expecting that answer. He was not expecting that answer. So he... Uh, It's, that's right, Bell's Boy. It was uh, it was okayed by Vince McMahon and and Tony Khan. <laughs> Mark says forbidden what exactly? Chris Jericho just knocking down all the forbidden doors. My God, crazy. Or maybe Tony Khan is correct in saying that he is the the guy who's really busting down all the doors. Like he says on all those those weekly impact ads, um. So hey, uh, I'm I'm stoked about it. I can't wait to see what um what the conversations like. You know where if if it's if the letters AEW don't end up in the conversation, uh, I'm not going to be upset. There's, there's God knows how many years of discussion that they can have about Chris Jericho's career and their interactions back and forth. You know, I mean, honestly, I would love to hear a, I'd love to hear a conversation more about Chris Jericho winning the championship 
back when he did because that is i mean that's really a timepiece. it really is when he beat the rock and stole cold in the same night i would love to see those two just trade thoughts back and forth about how things were going back then because that's almost what 20 years ago now that goes back a while um so that's that's a uh, that's that's pretty exciting stuff so i can't wait to see um yeah, Papa Papa H said uh, we're open for business. Yeah, they say that all the time, but you, you very rarely see things like this happening to actually back that up, you know. So this is this is pretty wild. So yeah, I'm I'll be uh, I'll be checking that out. I I, I will not be watching uh, WrestleMania that day. I'm uh, kind of boycotting it this year. If you guys didn't hear about it, you know, I've been a little ranty lately on their, their stuff. You know, they've just completely destroyed the booking of it. I have zero interest in it. So, but they do have some specials. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in the hall of fame, to be honest, than uh, WrestleMania. And usually it's, the other way around it's like oh yeah i'll catch the i'll catch the hall of fame you know see who's going in it's different though this year there's no one you know there's there's no one there it's all just five minute speeches no crowd so it's it's got it's got a real different feel to it this year you know all pre-taped not live so whatever it is what it is but yeah i can't wait for that uh broken skull sessions with uh chris jericho so well that'll that'll hit in the next what week and a half whatever it is on the 11th can't wait all right so that's it for news just wanted to touch on a few things before we jump into this AEW Dynamite review of Season 3, Episode 13. And there she is, trying to steal the show again. Because it's all about her. My God. She's just... Oh, now she did it. She's... <laughs> you hear Tracy throwing shoes she's uh she's had it she's <laughs> oh my god so uh yeah Mark says incredible episode of dynamite it really was this was a lot of fun a lot a lot of things going on here we got some returns we got some great great action some um some good women's division stuff happening uh good promo work all around it was just a well-rounded episode you know um and this is this is what i want from aew you get some good action you get a little comedy thrown in there you know each each division well represented you know it's good stuff i like it good storytelling so we kick off things here with a very interesting match seven years in the making 
the return. Now, of course, he was seen in the ring earlier this year at the Royal Rumble up north in the WWE. But this is, as far as a singles match in the ring, seven years in the making. The return of Christian Cage to the squared circle, facing Frankie Kazarian. Folks, this was just a classic. I love this match. But I, I do have a tiny bit of constructive criticism. And that's not on Christian's work ethic. It's not on the match itself. The match was fine. They told a good story. They told a really good story about a guy that's been gone for a while and that he had to um, he had to overcome that first that first big match back in the ring, that first opponent. It's it's it covers so many things for Christian, his mental capability. The psychology of it, physically, all these different things going against Christian Cage in this first match back. Now, he came out with a win, but I really felt like he it was, it was a, a heavy dose of luck. Because Frankie Kazarian whipped his ass in this match. He really did. Um. And the theme of Christian Cage's comeback. Now, here's this is my criticism here. Now, it's not like a big like rant or anything. So just you know, sit down. Just we're not throwing popcorn here. Just take it easy. His whole thing is outwork everyone. Okay. Now. As far as now, the reason why I'm bringing this up because I heard someone else talk about this, so I'm just kind of I'm I'm just piggybacking on it, throw my two cents in on it. If his theme of his comeback is outwork everyone, then when he's out there, he's got to do what he says. He's got to outwork everyone. Now I'm not going to sit here and say he should outwork every single person on every single episode. I'm not saying that. I'm not that critical. I'm not that big of a jerk. But I would not say that he outworked Frankie Gazaria. Now, granted, he won, but I would not say he outworked him because it took about almost, it, it took almost 10 minutes for Christian to finally start getting some offense in here. Uh, Frankie Gazarian handed his ass to him for a majority of this match. But um, it's <laughs> hashtag getting critical. That's right, critical sting. Um, yeah, CM Chris. Yeah, they did mention the match. They didn't say where it was, of course, but... Uh, 13 years since Christian and Kaz last met in the ring. That, of course, was in good old TNA. Uh, it makes me want to 
go back and watch that because I'm just curious to see how that match went. Obviously, the psychology of this match is night and day different from that one. You know, this this is a, a big comeback as opposed to well, whatever was going on at that time. Um, whether it was for a championship or a grudge or whatever was happening at TNA at the time. Um, but this was a lot of fun. And this is and this is also the first loss that we've seen Kazarian have in was it eleven or twelve matches? So he was like eleven and zero or twelve and zero, and now he's got his first loss of the year. Um, he's on a roll. He really is, and I I, I hope. And this look, this loss for Kazarian doesn't hurt him in my opinion, you know, there's losses that you really feel like big picture wise, it affects their, um, their run, their psyche, their everything, their push, whatever you want to call it, whatever's happening to them, big picture wise in the company. That in this case does not affect Kaz in my opinion. Um, I really feel like somewhere down the line in this year, if Kaz keeps winning the way he does, he's going to be in line for something special. I don't know what, um, but his singles run is one of the one of the best I've seen in a while. Uh, now I'd have to go back and look and see who he's all beat, see if they're, you know, if they're just jobbers or what. Well, I shouldn't say jobbers, but you know what I mean. You know, lower card guys, is it significant? I'd have to go back and see exactly who he's all beat in the last several weeks. But hey, a win's a win. It means something. It's it's still a win in the squared circle, especially in this company where they're keeping track of everything. So um so congrats to Christian's in-ring return. Um and it sounds, from what it sounds like, it's his old music from TNA as well. Now, I know there was a couple remixes. I looked up and there was a couple different mixes of that song that came out back in the 2000s when he you know, crossed the line and went to TNA. But, so whatever mix this is, I'm not sure if they've changed it up or what, but it, this certainly does sound like one of the first mixes that he had when he was working for TNA. And that's great. That's great. It's, it's something familiar for fans that, you know, enjoyed that run back then. Like myself, I thought that was a great run for him. Uh, you know, he became NWA champion in that run as well. So and it'll be nice to see if they actually bring that up sooner rather than later that he was the former NWA champion. So uh, congrats to him. I know I went a little long winded on this, but I did want to talk about that one. This one is special. It was a great match though. So congrats to Christian Cage. Uh, Darby Allen promo here with Sting saying that uh, Matt Hardy will have to earn his respect, you know, not, uh, you know, certainly these, uh, these things that he's doing to Darby, you know, the attack and all that stuff, excuse me. 
it's not the way to do it. Um, I'm sure Darby Allen and his wrestling style admires the Hardy brothers, but when it becomes personal, you know, mano y mano, uh, you know, the actions that Matt Hardy is taking is, um, yeah, that respect goes out the window. So I, I understand what Darby Allen's saying here. Jade Cargill, uh, quite the uh, fire promo following this. And, um, and she's talking about uh, Red Velvet and her uh, rivalry with her, saying, you can go ahead and, you know, lift your weights and say your prayers and eat your vitamin. Oh, no, that's someone else. But, you know, all these things that she could do for herself to try to make herself better, but it's not going to do any good because Jade says she is that bitch. It's uh, good, good promo work. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Jade Cargill. It, it does feel like there is something unique and special about her. She, like, she's kind of like being built up, similar to how MJF was. And as long as she, you know, keeps backing it up in the ring, and keeps improving that way, then I'm fine with it. You know. Because she does look like um, you know, with, with the promos that they're putting together, they do make her look unique. They do make her look special. So, Excuse me. Alright, so next here um, this one caught a lot of eyes. Saw a lot of people talking about this one. An unsanctioned exhibition match. Now, interesting that they did, they they went about this this way. Um, We got Arn Anderson as a special referee. So this is, this is personal with QT Marshall versus Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes making a big point though, going into this saying, I'm not going to hurt you. You know, I can do all these different things to you, but I'm not going to hurt you because I consider you one of my best friends. He's like, I understand, you know, why you want to face me in the ring, and that's fine. He's like, but um, I'm not going to hurt you. So this is this is really messing with Cody's head, this whole indifference that he's got going on with QT Marshall. Uh, you know, he doesn't I don't think he fully understands it. You know, Cody's got a lot going on, and if there's something going on, then Cody should 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 be taking the time to understand what's going on in the head of QT Marshall. But obviously, he doesn't have the time for that. But with the circumstances that happened in the ring, now he's not going to have a lot of choice. He's going to have to really focus now on QT Marshall, whether he likes to whether he wants to or not. Um, so, yeah, it, it good. It was, it was a good match, you know, up until the point where, you know, QT, QT Marshall gets back in the ring and just punches Arn Anderson. 
QT Marshall was just getting frustrated, move after move after move. And Cody just kept out outgunning him, out outdoing everything. It's QT could not out wrestle Cody. And that finally got to QT when he realized that he was not going to, uh, you know, one up Cody at all, that he was like, screw it. It's time to put this plan into plan into action. He attacked Arn immediately leaving the ring and uh, the, uh, you know, the nightmare family jumped into the ring to come to the aid of the one Arn Anderson yelling at QT the whole time. Like, Hey, what the hell are you doing? What's going on? You know, they're, they're very angry at this. You know, they're, they want to support both. They want to cheer on both obviously more Cody than the other one, I guess, because of the actions of QT Marshall lately. But, um, you know, now, now QT Marshall is taking things into his own hands and he's, um, yeah, see, Oreo's very upset about this whole thing too. She's, she's just losing her mind out there. She's, she could not believe that QT Marshall would stoop this low to attack. <laughs> you can only stay there with a straight face so long. She couldn't believe he did that. Um, so then uh, them all coming to the aid, they're, all their focus is on QT Marshall. This left the room for, uh, let's see, now I wrote down, the members of the nightmare that turned on me. Okay, so Anthony Agogo, Nick Camarado, and Aaron Solo jumped in the ring. Dear God, jumped in the ring and attacked the rest of the nightmare family. There's a couple of odd members out there that that uh, didn't take either side. They just kind of looked on in bewilderment, like, "Oh my God, what's going on? I'm so confused." So, uh, he, it's a QT Marshall turns around and he's watching all this happen. And he's, uh, he's very proud of himself then he's very proud of himself. And, um, but I'm, I'm looking at the Twitch chat and all these people asking me if I want to be famous. There was like three of them in there. Wow. It just blows my mind. Um, so so many so many people trying to make me famous well thank you thank you for tuning in that's just you know so kind of you i'm I'm good though i'm good so so (laughs) so we obviously have a new stable forming here um and I'm not sure what we're going to call this little stable that QT Marshall's um, is making. Uh, and it's interesting that it's all these guys. And, you know, some of these guys have been getting some more attention, like uh, Nick Camarado. He's quite the beast. I've talked about him before. Um, 
he certainly is going to be some uh, muscle in this, al- along with an- the uh, Anthony Agogo. He's um, he he's he's a guy that I really don't know much about at all. I've heard him on commentary a few times. I don't think I've seen him in the ring yet, but obviously we're going to see him in the ring here pretty soon. Um. I know, and I know he came from overseas. I'm going to have to do some more research on him. And obviously, Aaron Solo, we've seen him in a bunch of dark matches. Quite talented. So, um, <laughs> Bell's Boy, AEW, the promotion <laughs> with almost as many stables as tag teams. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, obviously, big picture-wise, this is just like, you know, a you know, it's somebody versus Cody, but it's it's the Nightmare Family. So there's a real big picture to this. Um, oh, he's uh, Eric saying he's a former boxer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought I heard them saying something about him being a an Olympian or something. I, I'd have to, like I said, I gotta. <clears throat> I gotta do my research on him, but uh, quite the specimen. I mean, you know, he stands out. You know, he looks like he's in great shape. All these guys are in great shape. So um, we'll see where this goes. It's it's interesting, you know. And this, I'll say this for those that have not been paying attention much to QT Marshall lately, are certainly going to now. I mean, this is all going to be with the help of Cody, of course. But, um, you know, and are they going to... Are they... Is this how they're going to write Cody off TV when he has his baby? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So, uh, the one that comes to the aid of Cody is uh, Red Velvet. She stops QT Marshall from bashing his brains in with a chair. And uh, and I'm glad it was Red Velvet, not Brandy. Brandy shouldn't be out there, you know, uh, being as pregnant as she is. And, uh, but then Jade, uh, right after the commercial break, Jade Cargill, attacked red velvet and took her out so <clears throat> so we'll see where this goes i'm i'm not I'm a, I'm a little worried because it feels now i'm i'm not don't don't twist this okay don't twist this it kind of feels like a retribution kind of thing um just looking at like how how do I say this? Um, I mean, not, you know, their, their, their motives are completely different than retribution. Okay. I'm just speaking of like how well known these guys are that are doing this. Okay. That's the comparison I'm making here. So, um, yeah, don't lose your minds with that. That was just, uh, <laughs> probably not a very good comparison, but I think you, you understand what I'm saying. So, um, let's 
So yeah, yeah. Eric Travis says that uh, QT pile driver. Yeah, that was that was uh, pretty devastating. That was good. And Dustin gave me the the Jeepers uh, uh, rookie versus veteran. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, oh, RK says bots account dealt with. Well, thank you, RK. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> it's good to have some backup when you're live, right? Take care of those spams. Um, all right. So, yeah. Um, so big, big picture here. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with the uh, Nightmare family and what this this new group, QT's group coming out of this. I'm, I'm excited to see. You know, and that's and that's one thing I've consistently said about this brand is their ability to build stars and this is a way to do it you know you you make things like this happen you build your little groups now some would say that there's too many groups well if they're all being used one way or another and they're all being represented represented one way or another on this show or that show, then no, there's not. So let's see, let, you know, before we judge too much, <clears throat> let's see what happens. Critical stakes says, dear Lord, retribution is the highest form of an insult to give any staple. <laughs> well, look, <clears throat> I, I explained why I, I I used retribution as that. So, like I said, take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, what's next here? Oh, interesting promo here. Because this happened on... Um, this happened on what? Elevation? Yeah, Monday night. This happened on Elevation when um ethan page came out um was it ethan page yeah ethan page came out at the end of scorpio skies match attacking now i can't remember who the hell he was in the ring with sidell mike sidell that's what it was so this new this new is this like a new tag team? Is this like an official thing that's going on here? It's interesting. We got Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, and they're both kind of like finishing each other's sentences as they're talking back and forth. Um, so it sounds like they're clicking. They both have the same goals. Like they both know that they've got some star power <clears throat> excuse me and they want to make stuff happen for themselves so so they're going to work together on that and it looks like uh coming up they said it's all going to start on monday so it looks like monday they've got a um a match against uh, the Seidel brothers. 
So, hey, that's just another reason for me to tune in on Mondays, honestly. You know, I want to see what what they're building here. You know, it's not all on dynamite. It's they're doing things on different shows. And that's that's the trick to get you to watch. It's like, oh, well, I don't want to miss anything. <clears throat> I want to see what's happening with these guys. So you just got to watch and see who's getting promoted where. But it is interesting. I like this. I, I like this team of Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Um, I'm, I'm a little surprised they put Ethan Page in a tag team this quickly. But um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I like the promo they cut, so. It's uh, you know, it's early. I'm not, I'm not gonna say whether I love it or hate it yet. Let's, let's see how it works, you know. So, um, but I like Scorpio Sky, and I certainly have been a Page uh, fan for a long time. So we'll see. Um, Ethan Page just did a Chris Van Vliet interview. I'm very interested to see how that went. So I'll be checking that out soon too. Now we got John Moxley cutting a promo saying uh you can <laughs> you can make some money off of uh cesar benotti <laughs> but uh I, I guess he he was telling uh tony khan or someone um he said yeah but not if i kill him <laughs> oh dear god so yeah box is frustrated with everything that's going on with uh kenny omega and this championship uh, opportunities seemed like they're dwindling because he's dealing with so many extra people now. Big picture wise, with the you know Bullet Club, Biz Clays, whatever you want to call it. So he's got to take it out on someone, right? So we got this match here: uh, Moxley versus Cesar Benoni, and, um, and Mox has been having a few of these matches recently over the last, I'd say, several weeks here and there. Um, and I, I like this. I, I like that Mox is willing to work with these guys and give them some attention. And, and he's able, and they're, they're not squash matches. They're not squash matches by any means. They're decent matches. He did. Um, let me look at the timeline here. He did almost eight minutes. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's a nice little match. And they also featured J.D. Drake and Ryan Nemeth at ringside. So, not a bad thing here. Not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, Mark... Uh... <laughs> I agree. So I thought we'd see Paige and Darby to start. As, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a sure thing, yeah, since they work, work well together. I'm sure that's absolutely going to happen because uh, that, that's one thing I said I was, I was going to be looking forward to. And I'll say it again for those that don't know, when I was talking, you know, doing like, year-end awards and things like that. When I was doing stuff like that back in 2017, that was my feud of the year. Darby Allen versus Ethan Page. 
they did some phenomenal work together in Evolve. It was back when I was watching Flow Slam. There he goes. I always bring up the Flow Slam. But that, they had some great content on there. They were showing all sorts of great shit from, uh, you know, indies to international stuff. A lot of fun. A lot of fun stuff. So... Um, but yeah, this match with uh Cesar Benoni, uh, nothing to sneeze at here. Cesar looks like a a good up and coming talent, he really does. And if he had uh Ryan Nemeth and JD Drake. Now, I'm, I'm a little confused by this this little group, but um, I'm not sure who's I guess Ryan's kind of running it. I don't know. Um, but I am glad that JD Drake is getting some attention. He is he is quite the talent. Kind of a kind of a group of misfits. But um but yeah, Cesar Benoni looked great here. You know, Moxley gets the win here with a rear naked sleeper. I was like, man, how many times does is it me or am I just not remembering uh all the times that he's used this? Because I don't think he's used this many times. And it's just it's great to see Mox use stuff like this, especially when you're going up against a bigger guy like Cesar Benoni. And, and it didn't exactly look like he was having a lot of success. Um, uh, getting this guy down, you know, and knocking the big guy down because he, he is working with a size difference here. So what's the best way to do it? Well, Put him in a sleeper hold, and damn, Mox is great with that sleeper. Some old school there. So he gets the win here with the rear naked sleeper, and uh, gives him a good night kiss. What a guy that Mox! It's, it's, <laughs> that cracked me up. I was like, oh my god, he even gave him a kiss good night. And Cesar Benoni catching a few Z's in the ring. Then all right. Uh, promo then with Team Taz. Boy, that Team Taz certainly having some issues. Things things not exactly on the same page with Ricky Starks and uh, Brian Cage. I, I can't wait to see this completely blow up. And Brian Cage is really going to just take that that FTW title and he's, he's going to shove it up one of their asses. It's not going to be pretty. It's not gonna be pretty at all. Can't wait to see that happen. Uh, <laughs> I like it though. I like it. It's uh, it's a it's a good way to break out and uh, make a star babyface out of uh, Brian Cage, and and I I like him. You know, he uh, yeah he he had a uh, he had a. Uh, pretty tumultuous run in impact wrestling. I mean, he was still one of my favorites, but, uh, but unfortunately he was, uh, you know, banged up a lot, didn't have a good championship run, but this has all been a fresh start for him. Uh, it's been a little rocky. Uh, I feel like they slingshot him too fast at Mox when Mox was the champion, but you know, they, that's old school wrestling too. You know, you, you take the, Say, who's this big guy coming in the door? Let's throw him at the champ. You know, good way to get some attention on him. But then where do you go from there? So it's been a little, been a little rocky for Brian Cage in this company. But I'm, uh, you know, 
I'm still a fan. I can't wait to see see what he does with this. Critical Sting says, has the FTW title ever been defended on Dynamite? I believe it has. Um, but I don't remember the details of it. But he still carries it around. Um, I know that's been one of Taz's gripes that uh, the company won't recognize the championship. I think that's the biggest problem here. He's carrying around a belt that's not getting recognized. Kind of like, you know, Moose carrying around that that TNA title. Similar but different. So (laughs) different, obviously, because the TNA championship has a lot of legacy. The FTW title, well, you know, it's been a while. So (laughs) and if you're like me, that's you know really hasn't seen a lot of ECW stuff in the past. Well, then it doesn't mean much. But no, I I do respect Taz and I do love Taz. So I know it means something. It just hasn't meant something in quite a long time. So there you go. Uh, MJF in the Pinnacle. He's really trying to soup up this dressing room, and he hired an interior decorator. And he's, he's talking to the guys, and he's like, we got to do something with this bathroom. And he opens up the door, and there's Chris Jericho and his boys just looking mean, just looking mad as hell. Slams the door, goes to the other door. He's saying, we got to get out of here. And there's one half of... The other Sammy Hagar tag team. <laughs> Jake Hagar just wallops him, and that starts the brawl, of course. And uh, yeah, Inner Circle takes back their dressing room, takes out the trash, and oh man, did, did Tony and the Tony Skiabone and the boys pop for them? And they dragged a bloody hot mess of an MJF and just threw him out into the hallway. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, the inner the inner circle is back, and they're gonna they're gonna be addressing some stuff next week. So, I'm, I'm loving this war; it's exciting. Um, good stable versus stable battle. It's uh, it's, it's got it's got that old school feel to it. Uh, what's gonna be interesting though is to see if AEW does say anything about Chris Jericho being on the, uh, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, Broken Skull Sessions. That's what's going to be interesting. So, you know, and I'm whatever, and uh, I'm not going to sit here and lose my mind if it doesn't, you know. Um, we'll see. You know, it's, it's approved by all fronts, so... It is what it is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna overthink it. I'm just gonna let it play out and see what happens. <laughs> Mark says hashtag push Santana and Ortiz. I tell you what, that is one match I absolutely am dying to see because I don't think it's. I don't think it's happened yet. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's happened. It is FT, FTR versus Santana and Ortiz. 
that, that would absolutely help them with all this. Yeah. I think I think Bell's boy just accidentally flipped me off. <laughs> you put the wrong emoji in there. It's instead of the pointing, it was pointing with the wrong finger. <laughs> Unless I said something really wrong. That's <laughs> too funny. Wrong emoji. <laughs> <laughs> he says, yes, I did. Sorry. No, it's, I'm, I'm laughing about it. It's all good. <laughs> we'll let it go this time, Bill's boy. But next time. <laughs> uh, can't even say it with a straight face. You guys crack me up. All right. What's next here? Um. Oh, just absolute gold here from Don Callis. He's is is it me or is sometimes Don Callis the best heel on all these shows that he's a part of? Um, <laughs> damn. He's what he's doing with the young bucks here, and uh, Nick Nick takes off early because they're in a the young bucks are in a little little interview promo thing here with uh, Alex Marvez. Uh, Don Callis comes in and tells uh, tells uh, Nick to hit it. Tells uh, tells Alex Marvez to hit it, and he stops Matt and he's like, "We need to talk." blah 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 and he just oh he just he does the same thing to matt that he does to rich swan and just brings him down so that he's just nose in the dirt down and damn he's just just ruthless he's like are you so dead inside that you just you can't do anything it's like you're just you're just pathetic you're nothing then matt even grabs him after don Callis slaps him and then his hand just kind of slips off his shirt and he just bows his head like he doesn't have it in him and don Callis is like is that all you got you're just you're nothing pathetic so then we get the we get the next match we get laredo kid phoenix and pentagon let's let's just stop and look at that for a second my god you get these three in a ring together as a tag team something tells me this actually should have been the main event but i digress uh, so we got Laredo Kid, Phoenix, and Pentagon versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. What well, the Good Brothers really are getting a workout lately, and I already said what's going on with them next week. They've got their work cut out for them. Um, absolutely insane match between these uh, these these two trios teams. Now, is it me or did 
Kenny Omega have brand new music? He did not come out with um like the you know the two girls that come out on stage and the 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 the, the cleaner sisters. Is that what we're calling them? I don't even know. You know, they come out with the 80s motif and the brooms and they're all shaking their booties and and, and Kenny comes out and he's like looking slick, like he just, you know, walked out of a Miami Vice video. Um, uh, Critical Sting says it was the music for all three of them. Yeah, it was different. I mean, it felt like it felt kind of NWO ish. It felt kind of Bullet Club ish. You know, it, it almost sounded like um, it, it had the vibe of their Impact Wrestling music, but but heavier. So that was interesting. Uh, I uh, said it's been used before when it's the three of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd love to hear like a single version of it because I would, this this is the first time I'm noticing it. I'll have to check that out, see if it's out there somewhere. I'm sure AEW will put that out. They're good about that kind of stuff, putting that on the, the YouTubes and Spotify's or whatever. Um, but yeah, crazy-ass match with the the action going back and forth. Um, Kenny Omega and Good Brothers coming off here with the win. Um, but then Mox shows up, and Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers and Don Callis are like, oh, come on in. You know, they're, they're liking these odds. They're liking these odds a lot. Four, four on one or three on one, whatever. If you don't include Callus. Uh, but then uh, yeah, Mox is sitting there thinking about it. And then uh, all of a sudden over his shoulder, oh, here come the Young Bucks. <laughs> Matt's rubbing his jaw from where Don slapped him. And they're looking just fed up, just just pissed off, ready to go. And they jump in a ring, and then, of course, the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega and Don run for the hills. So next week, hold on to your butts, folks. We are getting – now, if this is on TV, folks. Let me remind you. This is not on a pay-per-view. We're getting John Moxley and the Young Bucks – Interesting combo there. Because not too many people like teaming up with Mox. You know that. We got Mox and the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Now this is right before Kenny Omega makes his Impact Wrestling uh, TV debut the next night. Like I said, they got the, the Good Brothers and Kenny got their work cut out for them. Um, man, I can't wait to see it. Loaded, loaded week next week between Wednesday and Thursday. Hold on. Um, so next we got Ty Conti and Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose and uh, the Bunny. The bunny coming out here with a big win. This this was this was a fun one. Um, it was a little 
it was a little distracting when they had uh, so many people at ringside. You had uh, Matt Hardy's whole troop out there along with uh, the Dark Order on the other side for, for you know, of course, that's, that's good to have that support. But it was a little distracting, and then uh, they all started fighting. So I, I wasn't – I was a little more distracted by everything that was going on outside of the ring, but the action in the ring was good as well. The ladies did put on a good match. Um, it was great to see the bunny get the win here as much as, you know, I, I like it when the champ or, or Ty Conti being part of the dark order wins, but, uh, it's great to see the bunny back in action. I know I'm not the only one that's been waiting patiently for that. And, um, now from what I've heard is she was dealing with mental health issues and, um, it was great that, you know, she has such a solid team behind her that was being supportive of, uh, you know, her still being a part of the company, but taking a step back from in-ring competition. But she's back. And, uh, yeah, Mark says women's division is looking up, but I couldn't be happier. Yeah, things are happening. You got... You got the thing with uh, Jade Cargill and Red Velvet. You've got the, the champ, Hikaru Shida, uh, Ty Conti. You got uh, Nyla Rose, the Bunny's back. You got Britt Baker with the Thunder Rosa. There's all these little things going on in the women's division. It's really starting to get attention again. Uh, this and the re- I got a feeling the rest of this year is is just going to be a, as exciting as it is now. So if you haven't paid attention to the AEW women's division lately, now's the time to really start paying attention. You know, has the booking been like primo? No, but things are starting to happen, and um, it's a, it's a sign of positivity, big picture wise. Nyla Rose and Bunny is a tag team with with Matt as the manager. Um, but you also, well, Matt is on the side of like the Bunny, but you got to remember Vicky Guerrero's also out there with Nyla Rose. So big picture wise, you know, Matt Hardy's family is just growing. So we'll see, we'll see if this whole thing between like Vicky's Vicky Guerrero's thing going on and Matt Hardy's thing starts to do a little collaboration. We'll see. We'll see. Um, it's, uh, it's not a bad thing for, uh, Matt Hardy's group. If his group is growing in numbers like that, I mean, if you put, you put Matt Hardy and Vicky Guerrero together, that's just a recipe for disaster for anybody trying to face them. It's <laughs> almost come up with a. It's Steiner promo. It's, <laughs> these numbers spell disaster for you. It's sacrifice. No, that's 
couldn't help myself there. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, good match, good match. Things are happening. Great, to, great to see the buddy uh, back in action. It really is. Now, the main event: Arcade Anarchy. Now, of course, this is a dose of comedy here. And um, but with the, the, the action was fun, you know, and it's all built around like a, a classic arcade feel, you know, old school. And I, I can appreciate that. I remember going to arcades when I was younger and you sit there with all your quarters and you play some games and, you know, you try to get your tickets or whatever, you know. Um, of course, I never got a steel chair in an arcade. I mean, that's kind of weird, but but <laughs> this was a lot of fun. So you got uh, uh, Kim Sabian, uh, Miro with Penelope Ford versus sexy Chucky T, Chuck Taylor, and Orange Cassidy. And, yeah, so they're just – tables and chair shots and all sorts of violence going on with around these machines the big thing coming out this though is when penelope ford gets involved and out of nowhere in in one of the machines with all the you know the claw and the all the animals are piled in there well this alien comes out of nowhere chris statlander returns it just blows the glass out the front and it just goes straight into uh, Penelope Ford. So that was cool. Um, and Mark says he popped for both returns. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a it was a real feel-good moment having both of these returns at the same time. It's pretty big. That's pretty big. Um, and uh, you know, we've we've really missed Chris Statlander. She, she certainly has been missed, you know, especially in a time when they were trying to put some fresh faces on the division when the pandemic started and they started losing their international uh, ladies. Um, her getting injured as bad as it was, was just horrible timing, horrible. But she's back and she, man, she just... Man, she destroyed Penelope Ford. Oh, my God. She put her through that hockey, was that that air hockey table? And it collapsed just perfectly so that it just looked like this, like the whole thing just, just all broke down flat perfectly with them in the middle. So um, that looked pretty intense. I, I like that a lot. And then, of course, just when it looks like uh, Chuck – and uh, Orange Cassidy are, are um, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're getting the snot kicked out of them. They're starting to crawl away. And all of a sudden you see headlights in the distance. Like, oh, with these headlights, what's going on? And they're, oh, is that the van? Is that Sue? And they, they're listening to commentary and they start bubbling up. They're like, oh, it's Sue. And Trent is back. And it was, that was funny. So, yeah. He gets a smooch from Mobby and he makes his way down to the ring and they're just all kicking ass together then. 
and uh, Chuck and uh, Chuck and Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy get the win here, of course, with the help of Chris Statlander and Trent. And uh, they're just one big, one big happy family. So they get the big hug at the end, and that's how the show goes off the air. So we got uh, some great action in this episode. The women's division is on fire again. It feels like things are really starting to happen. Um, (laughs) Getting pops for Sue in the chat. That's hilarious. Sue, Sue, Sue. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, Mark says this entire episode was just fun from opening bell to black. Yeah, it really was. A little bit of everything. Good promo work featuring a lot of different people and if someone wasn't in a match a lot of different people just got time to cut some quick promos you know building storylines this is all still building towards something really whatever they're big you know i have no clue what their next big thing coming up is um i forget it's (laughs) whatever it is may or whatever um because God knows April's pretty crazy. But um but yeah, so you got new new factions, new stables, returns, just a loaded show. This one was really good. I loved it. Couldn't wait to talk about it. Didn't couldn't do it on Wednesday, but we're doing it now. So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thank you for the reminder. Critical Sting says double or nothing. That's right. And that's in May, I believe. End of May, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Yes, Spells Boy, you used the right emoji. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for not flipping me off. (laughs) So, yeah. And uh, if you're watching this after the fact, if you're watching the replay, by all means, let me know in the comments what you thought of this show. What were your favorite parts? Were you critical of anything? These new developments that are happening? Let me know. Let me know in the comments below what you think of this uh, going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, May 30th, Memorial Day weekend. Thank you, Bells Boy. Appreciate it. So, um, and as we get out of here, you know what to do smash that like button smash that sub button ring that bell for notifications why so that you know when more of my content hits your screen there's the link for the brand new merch down below lots of new things we got uh we got pins we got hats crossing my fingers for those fanny packs that those come back in stock soon we can get some smash this podcast fanny packs. I got to check the site and maybe send someone an email and say, Hey, when are those coming? When are those coming? Uh, but yeah, the hats, the new shirts, go check those out. Tie dyes. The tie dyes look slick. Thank you, Zach Bonifer for buying one of those and showing that off on your socials. Looks great. looks really great with the new logo. So go check that out. Go pick out some new merch. Uh, if you're watching on Twitch, thank you. You know, you can sub, you can give subs, cheer bits. I should have said that at the start of the show, not at the end, but you know, we're a little off tonight, so whatever. So, 
All right, so we're getting out of here. You folks have a great Easter weekend. We'll be back either Sunday or Monday, depending on what I'm feeling like. We'll see how the weekend goes. Company's coming over tomorrow, so be safe, everyone. Much love. Take care of yourselves. We'll be back soon. Good night.